This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we wonder where we can and can't take our kids, and who says? Plus, Biz has a creepy dad moment, Teresa busts out the bikini, and we talk to etiquette expert Mindy Lockard. Woo! How that was a great little song. That's my little doo-doo-doo-doo for today. And then I got to do a little dance. You did. It was fun. Teresa? Yeah. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, I wore bathing suit twice since you've last seen me. <laughs> um, and not One of those times he's not in this booth. Nope. I didn't wear it to work. Okay. Um, I wore it to places that would be appropriate, appropriate. to wear a bathing suit. <laughs> Says you. All right. One was the beach, which was over the weekend with my family, which whatever. Makes right? sense. Who cares? Yeah. I was like so busy with the kids that who cares what right. I'm wearing or what I look like. Lucky you remembered to put a swimsuit on. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it was fine. But bef- the time before that was a school field trip with Simon's class to like a water park for okay. little kids. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. I said it was appropriate. Right. Um. So, but here's the thing. Leading up to the field trip... Like, hearing a buzz amongst parents that parents will have to be wearing bathing suits on this field trip. Because (laughs) it's like a water park where, like, you got to get in with the kids, basically, you know? And I was just kind of like, whatever, who cares? But because other people are kind of talking about it and feeling (laughs) obviously nervous about it. Sure, because it's strangers. That started to make me feel a little bit weird. And then I was like, well, I guess I can't wear my, like, pink bikini to this because that's a little weird but I did wear like what I my like most conservative looking bathing suit which is basically like kind of like a sporty looking like bra top okay and just whatever brief it's like full coverage sure and we're not talking thong here right but it's a two-piece because your midriff is completely completely exposed and I will just be clear, that is the only kind of bathing suit that I have. Right. Reason being, that is the only kind of bathing suit that I feel comfortable in that, like, looks okay on me. Like, one piece is, I don't know, I have, like, a long waist or something, so they don't ever fit. And, like, Teresa, it is your right to choose the swimsuit that you want to wear. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) So I just have two pieces. That is what I have. Great. So so that was what I was obviously going to wear. But then you get there and you notice you're the only mom. Oh, yeah. Mom. Oh, you're going to be the only mom showing up. You're totally up. the you're, only mom in you that. You are. You are. And a lot of the moms <laughs> not only were wearing one-piece bathing suits, but they were also wearing like a some a cover kind up. of cover-up thing. Yep. Like, I guess even into the water. I don't know. I wasn't like look. I wasn't like checking right. people out too much. So I was like busy with my kids. Everybody's checking you out. Well, I hope not. But so here's the thing. I was like definitely doing that thing of like just whatever. It is what it is. Right. You know what I mean? I feel comfortable with my own body. Other people can deal with my own body. We're at a fucking water water park. park. There's bodies everywhere. Right. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And of course, like, I, it's all in your own head yes. anyway. Yeah, yeah, this is your head This is totally in my own head. Right. But, like, you feel it. Of you course. do, you know? But then the clouds opened and appeared a random woman 
who I didn't know, who wasn't with our group, who was just chatting with me because her kid was playing near Oscar. And she said, we were talking about our kids, whatever. And she said, you... I'm sorry. You ha- this one is yours. Yeah. You have this little one and a half year old. Uh huh. That did not come out of you. Right. Like just gave me the world's nicest compliment. Right. Like, she was just like, you look like. Come on. Like you look like. Yeah. A, you look like a swimmer or like a. Right. You like look- she. I mean, she it was like the. It was over the top. She was right. totally exaggerating, but like. <laughs> And like, like, but so nice yeah. and like so genuine and so unnecessary. And like, I was just like, you're beautiful. Like, oh my God. Like, what? <laughs> thank you. Like, it was just like one of those things that just like right. totally made my day. Like, and I didn't realize how like weird I'd been feeling up right. until that moment. And then I was just like, yeah. Well, it's all about right. perspective. It's totally about It really about perspective. is about like, you know, we should all be walking around to everybody and saying, you look great we in should. that. Because yeah. it's it's you who feels the like, all the you layers assume. of your own judgment yeah. that you put on your own body. Yeah. And, you know, like like we've talked about in the show, things aren't where they once were. You know what I no, mean? Like, no. it's, you know, you and you just have to get comfortable with that. Yeah. And be out there. And or I, just like not think about it. Or just not think about it. <laughs> You know, so I that's fun. And do you know how much this ties into my what's happening? Oh, no. This ties in so amazingly. Cause I, I know, re- to the creepy dad. I received a compliment as well this weekend. Okay. <laughs> Tell me. All right. So I, I'm so glad that when this woman said this to you, it, how nice it was and how good it made yeah, you feel. Yeah, she was cool. Okay. So I I'm, could see it feeling different coming from a di- go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from a tell di- your okay. story. So okay. I am at the airport. Uh-huh. Uh, I had in your bathing suit. <clears throat> in my bathing suit, guys, because I'm flying Virgin America. That's what you wear. <laughs> um, so I'm flying back from this really weird, like, 48 hour trip that I had to take to New York for this thing, and I'm coming back. It's an evening flight, and I'm sitting in the terminal waiting for boarding, mm-hmm. and I hear. Like a dad talking to his two kids, and they're kind of coming over. And the dads, it's like the there's a son who may be five or six, uh, and there's a daughter who's in the stroller who may be like two and a half, three, okay, mm-hmm. give or take. Uh, and he's like talking to her about like, you know, do you want should we put the diaper on now before we get on the plane? Like clearly, she's going through potty training. She's mm-hmm. not wearing the diaper now. He wants to get her in the diaper before the plane. And she's like, no, no, no. And he's like being patient. Well, we, we should really do it. Once we get on the plane, at least. And she's like, okay, okay, you know, we'll do that. You know, just in case, just to be safe. And they kind of hole up, like, next to me. So I'm mm-hmm. like, it's like a T, where I'm like, my seats would be the straight bar of the top of the T. And they're making the line of the top of the letter capital T. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I know, the little girl kicks her shoe off, mm-hmm. okay? And he doesn't, I, in retrospect, I realize he doesn't make a move for the shoe. Mm. But I, I do. I pick it up and... Hand it to her. It's like, oh, here you go. You lost your shoe. And the dad takes it and he goes, you know, thank you. And I was like, oh, you know, no worries. And I do my standard line to parents mm-hmm. out at airports in public. I got two at home. I, they're not with me. So, you know, I totally love helping out. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Um, and he goes, uh, you have two at home? I was like, yeah. I have a six-year-old. I have like an almost six-year-old and a t- like an almost two-year-old. And he goes, and it's like, it's so weird. He goes, "You are beautiful. <laughs> you have a, I, I, you, you don't have a two year old." What? And I was like, "Yeah, no, I have a two and a half year old." He goes, "I mean, I have Wait, almost two year old." Yeah. And he says, 
There's no way someone as beautiful as you has a two-year-old. And at this point in time, I'm, like, frozen with, like, did you just, like— yeah. Like, what you're saying is odd. Yeah. And, like, the his son just looks kind of, like, pale-stricken. And yeah. the daughter has this weird look on I thought I was maybe in, like, a Twilight Zone thing. Like, there are these, you know, old Twilight Zone episodes where they're like, we're going to go out and get a new mother today. You yeah, know? Yeah. Where, like, one of the kids feels weird about it and the other one's like, new mother. <laughs> right? You know? Anyway, I was just like, no, 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 I do. Yeah. Right? And there's also Thank something you. super lascivious about like totally. A, if he does have a wife, what yeah. a dick. Yeah, it what it a like dick. insults anybody who's it had a fucking anybody. kid. I right? Know. Like I know. Anyway, I mean <laughs> and I'm not it was so loud and awkward that like other people, like there was a guy who was across from me, like a young guy yeah. who actually woke up, I guess because everybody had to look to see who he was talking yeah. to. And I'm just like yeah, I, I just. Yeah, and then you're like, hi. I, hi, I'm and the you really see, like, stunning. Somebody lady. hand you like a bouquet of flowers. I'm so like, beautiful, guys. Yeah, just like, like <laughs> I know. I looked like it was eight o'clock at night at JFK. Is what I looked like, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. And I was just like, okay. So I just grabbed my, got my stuff, and I was like, okay. Well, you guys have a nice flight, whatever. Right. And I start yeah. moving out, and then I hear him say, "Are you going to put your shoe on? What if we get that nice, beautiful lady to help you put your shoe on? Would you do it if she put your shoe on? And he's kind of waving it towards me. I just turned around and I said, darling, you don't have to wear shoes on the plane if you don't want to. And I went out of my mind. That's amazing. And I just moved on. And I was just like standing in line being like frozen yeah, with. Just ick. Ick. Super it was like, ick. like, I'm all about like, go dads, doing your thing. I saw so many amazing dads this weekend in New York and traveling yeah. and like so many amazing moms doing it yeah. like all over the place. Yeah. This was so weird and gross. It's gross. And it was just And like, you know what? Let's acknowledge <laughs> that, okay, that comment, you did not just have a baby. Or do you did yeah, not I just... Didn't. That is... Not, but it is like... It is kind of about context. Like, I, yes, know, I know that the, the sh- woman who yeah. was talking to me who also had a little kid, like... And, and also, like, I mean, it, it was just like... It was so comfortable yeah. that there was... Like, she just was saying something to be nice. And she yeah. just meant... To be nice. That's all. No, what he did. What he did was like demean every other woman in yeah. the world and like and make you feel super unwanted. Like it's unwanted. It was weird. And like. Well, it's like, it's the old like, you know, the difference between what's porn and what's not porn. You see it when you, you know, you know when, when you, you see, see it. it yeah. Right. So like, that's exactly yeah. what that was. Yeah. So here's a little tip. Everybody. Don't be weird hitting on people with your kids before you get on a really long flight. <laughs> um, speaking of things that can be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. let us shift to our topic of the day, which is talking about where can you take your kids and where can't you take your kids. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Why don't we start off... Today's topic yeah. of where it is okay to take kids and not take kids uh-huh. with where can you not take kids? Okay. Okay. I put a little list. thought into it. Good. <clears throat> Public. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Airplanes. People really Certain don't want you. rooms of our house. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> people don't really want them on airplanes, whether they can or can't. Right. Anyway, um, yeah. uh, restaurants. Uh, I don't want you to take them there. Bars. Yeah. That's strip clubs. Now that's probably accurate. Yeah. Right. Probably true. Uh, hospitals. That's a. Fa- there are certain places in hospitals. Oh sure. Legitimately, yeah. you, you cannot yeah. take your kids. Yeah. Uh, people do not want them at movie theaters. No, they don't. <laughs> they do not. My father does not want one next to him ever in public. <laughs> Uh, is there... How about, uh, like, hair salons? Oh, spa. hair salons and spas. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's a fairly decent starting list. Bachelorette parties. Bachelorette parties. Right? Gun shows. Um, though I've been to many gun shows <laughs> growing sure up in Alabama, so, yeah, whatever. Their kids to gun shows. Um, gotta learn. Okay, where is it okay to take your kids? Okay. School? <laughs> Your- to their Nana's house. <laughs> to another room in your house. <laughs> outside. Just outside anywhere. Outside. Like playgrounds yeah. Yeah. Uh, or water parks, mm-hmm. right? The grocery store, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's all I have. Wow. In all seriousness, that's the best I could come up with. Of like legitimately, so funny. where can you take your kids? Most of those places are places for kids. Yeah. Specifically for specifically. kids. So, if it's, so what we've learned is, so far, <laughs> is if it's not a place designed specifically with your children in right. mind, you're, you shouldn't bring your you children You should not there. bring your kids there. <laughs> um, to be fair, <clears throat> yeah. I think there are... A little, there are some legitimate places yeah. that you should not bring your kids. Okay. Okay. Let's talk like, about and I do that. think, like, yeah. you know, uh, special areas of the hospital, probably not. Oh, you yeah. know, like, there are construction sites. Yeah. Right? You have things like, that might safety, put them in danger. For, like, real right. safety reasons. For real safety yeah. issues. Yeah. Do not pitch a fit if your kid can't go in to look at the bulldozer in the middle of a right. construction site. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but other than that, then, like, areas for safety, uh-huh. uh, which is totally understandable. Yeah. It, you, there's this a is, lot of gray areas. There's a lot of gray yeah. areas. And yeah. um, I think it would be interesting to talk a little bit about maybe some of those areas. I mean, the one that jumps to my mind right away that I always <clears throat> find very easy to sort of get into a debate about is, say, uh, bars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not a fair enough. I think there are like super dive bars. Mm-hmm. Say, a person who has enjoyed dive bars, mm-hmm. that probably is not the best place for kids to hang out. Mm-mm. But I think that there are areas of restaurants or some bars that are like, op- you know, they're open early in the day. That if you want to go, especially living in New York City, mm-hmm. where if you wanted to go out and have a nice cocktail out, I wouldn't take my kid at like nine o'clock or eight o'clock or something like that mm-hmm. in a prime adult window. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to go at like five, yeah, you know, like happy or hour, like a happy you know, hour, really happy your kid hour. Kid is just like sitting in their infant seat and like <laughs> happy. Yeah, well, right? I mean, like yeah, baby, kid, older yeah. kid. Like, what if you're going out with your family? It's not like just me and Katie Bell going out for a drink, but like. If so, but with a baby though, right? Like, would you bring like a four-year-old to a bar? That seems weird. To but, me. but if it's I, I, so, that's again where it falls yeah. into that. Like, is it like a bar bar, or is it like a bar slash place to grab a little snack, sit down? Yeah. Like, you know, there are tables. Yeah. Are there areas like that? Yeah. Um, I kind of think that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, that seems fine because that to me that seems like you're basically just taking your kid out with you, like to go, yeah, to go eat. Some, I mean, it's right. almost to like go a meet restaurant. friends or yeah. to go, yeah, something like yeah. that. I mean, it wouldn't be 
And you're also having a drink. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. In that scenario, yeah. like, right. yeah. you're not, not there to, like, go party. drink. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not, you're not there for, like, like you said, a bachelorette party. Yeah. I had to bring my kid. Um, yeah. That's a big one. And I think, uh, you know, I, I guess it's one, it just falls into one of those. I can remember when I had Katie Bell uh, and she was a baby, I felt it the most. I felt it, I felt it more than I did now that she's older. Uh, but, like, when I had an infant, mm-hmm. uh, it felt v- like a lot of doors were closed. Like, there were a lot of places I couldn't go and that the world was telling me I should just stay isolated inside my house, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. only be out to do, like, family-related errands, like yeah. the grocery store yeah. or go to a park, yeah. right? But, like, if I wanted to go out and be social and have some adult interaction, but I still had to have my kid with me, yeah. like meet a friend for drinks or yeah. meet a friend for coffee even. I mean, we used yeah. to get the stink eye all all the time. Really? Yeah, you, you would you get would, the stink eye at a coffee place? If it was, like, like, at a certain time of day, and right. your kid, you know, and it's... Yeah. Um, There's probably also, like like parent and kid friendly coffee places yeah. that just aren't the same as the ones where people go with their laptops and like sit, you know what I mean right. like no offense I don't sometimes want to take my kid to a place that's oh, totally. full of kids I want to go oh, to totally. a nice place no, that I'm, I want to go I'm agreeing with you yeah. on that it's just yeah I think it puts it puts you in that situation uh, where again you know, we talked about last week a little bit, and we talked about on the show before, a little bit about you find out that you're pregnant and then suddenly people start to treat you like you're a kid and you can't make decisions for yourself and that you become this sort of other you become very pigeonholed into this weird place of you're not allowed to make decisions for yourself Mm -hmm. and then you have this child and then suddenly it's a whole new version of that you can't you shouldn't really bring your kid here uh you should really feel weird about wanting to do that or wanting to go to a place that is more designated for adults than kids yeah um no you should only go to fucking chuck e cheese all the time that's where you gotta go right like that's uh, those are your options because you had a kid yeah and i i say all of this well i think and i think we're going to get to this a little bit later about like what where does it fall to your responsibility Mm -hmm. um but as the parent about where you take your kids but from a purely beginning of our conversation standpoint i want to go wherever the fuck I want to go with my I kids. I know. Like, why do I feel? I felt like it was very limiting. Yeah. I, it makes me think of, I think you're right, because I think it's a combination of two things. Like, one is, what? Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you bringing your kid into a place like this? Almost like you're, you're not make- the right kind of parent because right. you want to do these things <laughs> that are nice things. for you yeah. maybe and maybe not, like, tailored for a kid. Like a hair salon. Like, that's another one. Yeah. you got to go get your fucking hair done, yeah. which is already going to cost you, like, $100 or, dollars or more, yeah. and you're supposed to pay, what, another $100 to have your kid watched? Yeah. Because you can only go in on a Saturday? Right. It's not like you can take off time to work to get your hair done. Totally. So the only time you could do it is after hours when you don't have daycare. Like, that suddenly turns that into like a $300 day. Totally. You just take your kid. Totally. Yeah. So there yeah, so there's that and then there's also just like people just point blank not wanting your kid around right. for whatever their own personal reasons. Like they don't want to see your kids right. there. So it's like there's the you're you're not the right kind of parent thing and then there's the We hate kids. Yeah, there's the <laughs> this is not a place for kids. Right. Like don't bring your kids here. I don't want to see kids. Right. Um I don't want to like acknowledge that kids exist in the world. Right. Um but it makes me think back to um, I have a I have a really good friend who was a hostess for many years in like a very upscale uh, restaurant um, where we grew up, and it wasn't like a fine dining place per se, but it was just like 
very, you know, expensive, really good food, just like a like a, basically a restaurant for rich people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like, again, not fine dining in the sense of like, you wouldn't like have to get super dressed up. You could like, it's but California. But it's going to cost you a lot for that expensive, burger. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but one thing she used to complain about was that people would bring their like little toddlers and mm-hmm. little kids into this restaurant. And it made her life really difficult, according to her. Okay. I don't really know because I never really witnessed it because I could never afford to eat there. Right. And I'm sympathetic to her yeah. because, she, you know, she's my really good friend. And, like, she's also somebody who had, like, worked at a preschool. Right. And, like, isn't just somebody who hates kids right. in the world. But she was just like, why? Her thing was like, why would you bring your kids here? Right. Why would you bring your kids to this restaurant? Right. Like, don't come here with your kids. Right. And I just think that is such an interesting conflict because it's it is. sort of like, um, on the one hand, yeah, like you're going out to like a really good meal. It's going to cost you like a pretty penny. Why are you going to like spend your time there like Arguing. dealing with your crazy kids right. crawling under the table and climbing over the booths and, right. da, 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 and like trying to find the right thing for them to eat there? Right. And all that stuff when, like, you could just go there on a date sometime and, like, enjoy that and, like, do something else when you're with your kids. Right. Okay. That's, like, the argument. But let's, now that we're parents, let's talk about why that makes no sense. Okay. Okay. Like, what if you just want to eat at that restaurant? That's the food that you like. Yeah. Like, what if that's just where you want to go? And it's not like kids aren't allowed. I'm not saying, like, they're bringing kids to a and, place, like, they're not to a place where to they're go. like, we really don't, you know. It's not, I mean, it's not a place where, like, there's, like, a noise. It's not like a quiet restaurant. Right. There's no ban on kids there. No. It's just, yeah, it's expensive, basically. Right. And, like, really good food, you know. And sometimes... Lots of times, you just have your kids with you all the time. Yeah. And maybe you don't want to go to fast food. Right. Like, what is the better restaurant? Regardless, you're still in a restaurant. Like, sure, maybe, like, maybe you could be spending less money on the meal that gets ruined by being there with your family. But, like, if, you know what I mean? It comes down to who says you can't take your kids there. Right. Right? It comes down to this... Culturally, yeah, and I, I, and you know, maybe some of our international listeners can chime in on this on our Facebook page, our private Facebook page, or you know, public, really wherever, Twitter, wherever you want to chime in on this. But I sometimes feel like this is a very American construct of we don't like, we don't really like kids as a society as much. Mm. We make it very difficult. There's, you know, like it's, you're, it's a fight to get changing stations and restaurant yeah. in public. It's a yeah fight to be allowed to feed your kid in public yeah it's a you know like the, every month there's a new thing on the, on like twitter or facebook or in the news about kids on airplanes or kids in hotels or kids in restaurants or kids in like restaurants thing about right whatever. like we love you know fighting for the people who are aggravated by the kids sometimes then we more so than the story about like no it's it's you you actually have to have kids yeah. And to have as your society continue. Yeah. And you have to uh, acknowledge them and accept them as part of the society. Yeah. You know, like I know that for so, – so that's my little spiel on that. I think that that plays into this. You know, we just aren't programmed to like kids very much out in public is, my, is how I feel. Mm. That said, I don't want to dismiss – 
people who don't want kids in certain places. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I can also get that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I could never understand the kids at our movies. Or like, yeah, right, where you're just like, like the nighttime, like the nighttime movies. movies. But some kids yeah. stay up all night, and this I is know. the only time the parent gets to go see the movie. Like whatever, people make their decisions. I know. I know. Um, so, as a parent, I try to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. But I would like to talk a little bit about what adds to that problem of we can't find a place to take our kids, or what's okay to take our kids by like how much that. Is that on the kids and how much of that is on us mm-hmm. as the parents? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Like, you know, we've gone through these crazes of like, how can I make everybody on this plane feel better about the fact that I have a kid on the plane? As opposed yeah. to just focusing my attention on my kid. Yeah. Right? Like, is it, I think we as parents, though, it is our responsibility to make wise decisions about our kids and where we take them a little mm. bit like I would I, I wouldn't take my kid out at nine o'clock at night because my kid's a total dick at nine o'clock at night mm. my kids should be asleep mm. right if I had different kids that might be a different story I had a friend who used to take her kids to like parties you know in New York like mm. adult parties but the kid never went to sleep at night and the kid was well behaved and was great and was super nice and had a nice time the mom was with the kid the whole time yeah uh, it wasn't the rest of her life, mm-hmm. but like this small window where she want the mom wanted to go out and be social, and she was responsible for her child. And if the child started to flip out, she took the child home. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's true in restaurants. It's you know, if you want to take your kid out to a restaurant, go for it. But I think it is our responsibility though to make sure our children are having a nice time and that we're having a nice time because I think that that then affects yeah. everything else. We've all been to restaurants. Or out someplace and seeing the couple with their kids. And you're like, God, they're so cool. Mm-hmm. I would take my kids out more if I could be that cool parent, mm-hmm. you know, or my kids were that cool. Your kids probably are and you probably could be. Those parents are adapting. They're going out to their family. Mm-hmm. And what makes them cool is they're relating to their kids. They're not like, I, you know, they, I don't mm-hmm. know. Am I just ranting? You might be ranting. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I think... Yeah, I, I mean, where think does the responsibility like, fall? Well, it sounds like you're basically saying parents need to do a better job of like parenting their children in public, and mm, in in the sense that did sound of, super jerky, didn't it? It didn't sound jerky. It just sounded like you were saying like you were saying like we need to be responsible for making this work, we, like we, I for think, making yes. it work, which I which I get, but I think I don't know. It's definitely. The, another part of it is that I feel like we're humans and humans have babies and children. Like right. you said, like for this society to continue, children <laughs> exist. Right. Like this is like children and babies are just part of humanity. And yeah. like I feel like really my kids go where I go and like same way as like if my baby needs to if I have a baby and my baby like my baby needs to eat I need to feed my baby wherever I am and people need to deal with that right like with very few like exceptions I think society could do a better job of accepting the fact that Mm. kids exist yes kids go where their parents go for the most part yes you know getting a sitter or getting like some other arrangement should be the exception not the like expectation And just kids should just sort of be everywhere. And I feel like if it was less of a thing, if it was like less, um, 
if parents didn't feel so much like they're like breaking a rule by taking their kid to a restaurant, then they wouldn't be stressed out about making everything perfect. And like maybe people could have a better time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree. The two have to work in total unison. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, And this is like such a classic example and this happens in so many other aspects of our lives. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, getting on one side of something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And being like, no, you're going to adjust. Yeah. No, you're, you're going to adjust. Totally. Totally. <laughs> As opposed to, no, we all yeah. have to adjust. We all adjust. And we have to yeah. be really pleasant about it. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know what? I, I, you know, I'm taking my kid out and, yeah. you know, this is going to, like, add so many amazing life skills to this. Totally. And the other side being like, hey, oops, I guess kids exist. How can we make this work better? I do think, uh, to maybe end on a sort of positive note, yeah. some of the benefits of being allowed to take your kids places that, you know, uh, yeah. feel taboo. Yeah. Is so, and, and we it, should say sometimes we don't want to take our like well, yeah, that, yeah. we're not talking about that. If yeah. you don't want, if you want to go out without your kids, please. We are not trying to get a march going no, no. on here. We're not trying to no, start no. a revolution. I do not want to hear millions of moms yeah. like going into like dive bars, being like, "I want my Bud Light, whatever." You know, like it's no, totally, and, totally fine and good. And to, to be fair, yeah. if your kid is going through a tough time. Probably again, yeah. judgment. Yeah, judgment. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, be flexible. Yeah, uh, but I do think it teaches your kids flexibility. Yeah, and I think it kids do really well when uh, they are treated respectfully. Mm-hmm. And you know, we took Katie Bell. We take them out to like restaurants. We take them out. You know, quite a bit. There have certainly been times we've gone out and we're like, that's the last time that's happening for a little while. Yeah. So we hit the next window. Yeah. Um, but uh, it exposes them to uh, having to interact with different people. Mm-hmm. It exposes them to the way society works. Yep. Uh, it exposes them to our expectations of how to be out in the world and how to interact politely and correctly with people. Uh, and I think if you keep kids trapped either in school or at home the whole time, yeah. that is, like, super limiting. Oh, totally. Yeah, you know, it so is so true. It, you know, they've got to go out and interact. They've got to go out and be exposed to these things. Even, like, they've got to, like, I, I'm obsessed with, like, making my kids wait for stuff. Yes. Like, waiting in line. You know what I mean? Yeah, Waiting I your turn. Waiting for the food. Like, there's so much of that in life. Yeah. And, like, I just feel like that is, like, a very, like, that's, that's missing from, like, it's patience. if you're not taking them out in the world. Yeah, that's exactly right. And sometimes you've got to make the decision, as, if you're taking them out into the world, how involved you're going to be in making them aware of that. So I think that there are some serious added benefits of being allowed to do it. Uh, so maybe we should just gather up the troops and go yeah. march on five-star Michelin restaurants. Yep. My baby needs an amoosh-boosh. <laughs> 
I'm Dave Holmes, and if you've been missing my show, International Waters, you've been missing this. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about owls, yes. they We've are wise. Changed. Two things. They are <laughs> wise. Yes. They love nightclubs. They, all, they wear tiny graduation motorboards, and they love nightclubs. <laughs> they also do the best double takes of all birds of prey. <laughs> and if you slow it down, they actually go... <laughs> International Waters, a panel show where U.S. and U.K. comedians battle for pop culture supremacy. Subscribe right now on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Would you like to share a genius moment with me? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I would. And I'm going to share a friend of mine's genius moment because I just think it's so awesome. Okay. I was just talking to her on the phone on the way here, and she told me, she and her husband have a they have an eight month old baby and they both work full time um, and they're doing great. You know, it's really mm-hmm. hard, but they're doing great. But one thing that they haven't been able to like figure out is like exercise, like which right. I've heard from a lot of people. It's like hard to we, find we that all extra struggle time. with once you have a kid or m- more kids and you're working and you're doing all that, whether you're working or not outside the home, like it's just really hard to find that exercise time yeah. and hard to prioritize it. And who gets to go to the gym and who doesn't right. and who's like resentful because the yeah. one can get the kid to sleep and the other one, whatever. Right. And so nobody ends up going to the gym. <laughs> and um, so her husband came home with, like, an exercise system for their PlayStation. Which, oh, yeah. Which, like, is a thing. Like, you get, like, s- these sensors that you, like, wear, and you have a mat, and you have, like... So they work out yeah. together at night. The baby That's goes great. to bed, and then they work out together in their living room. It's, like, husband, wife... Yeah. Time, bonding time. Bonding time and exercise time. And then they have dinner. And it's just like they can do it at home. That's they can great. do it together. And like it's she was like laughing because she's like, it's so dorky. And I was like, it's totally dorky, yeah. but it's so cute. Yeah. Like, it's so cute. And it's so good for you. Like yeah. in so many different ways. So I just thought it was like a cool That's way, great. like a cool workaround for like if it's hard to get out of the house. Yeah. Like, I yeah. love the idea of doing it together at home. Yeah. Fucking love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Good job, mom. Yeah. Good job. I. What you got? So I had to take this flight, right? Uh, one was cracked on uh, to New York, and I had to come back uh, late at night from uh, New York. And my mother uh, emailed me and asked if she could pay for an upgrade for me. Ooh. Uh, and I said, yes. Wow. And then I took them. It's, you know, Virgin, main cabin uh-huh. select. It's never, it's not like hugely outrageous, but yeah. it was not the kind of thing I could have paid for on my own. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and it was great. And I took it and I enjoyed myself. That's so nice. Yes. What a so nice mom. It was very nice. So I, and I, you know, remember people take it when people offer yes. you nice things. Just say yes Just and say thank yes you. And thank you. Yeah. Yep. Hi, one bad mother. This is Stephanie. I have a genius moment for you. So I had a pretty terrible day yesterday. It seemed like nothing was going right. I couldn't get anything accomplished. 
So I looked at our table and realized that we had a puzzle, a 300-piece puzzle that my kids could not help me with. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm going to finish that puzzle. So the only thing I got done yesterday that I could be proud of was completing a 300-piece puzzle. <laughs> and I felt really good about it, and it completely changed my mood. So sometimes all it takes is finishing a puzzle to make me feel like I accomplished something, <laughs> but I'm going to take it. Have a nice day. You That's know, really I love cute. that one yeah. because puzzles are very important to me. Yeah. It's like you can get very focused and you just you have total control over putting these things where they belong when everything around you feels completely not where it belongs. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her for just being like everything else. Fuck it. I'm just going to do this thing. And like, it's just great. I just... I thought it was a very nice... I love it. A nice genius. Taking care yeah. of yourself, people, is a genius. Failures. Teresa, would you like to share a failure with me now? Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Last night, I was getting the kids <laughs> into their jammies after bath, which we do on my bed um, because they use the bathtub is in our bathroom Mm -hmm. um, that's adjacent to our room. So then we put on jammies on my and Jesse's bed and then we go to their room. So we're on my bed and Simon just got into like a sweet affectionate mood and like and like climbed into my lap to give me a hug. And Oscar was still sort of like jumping on the bed, which is what he does um, when we're getting jammies on. And so Simon leans in, he's, like, giving me a hug, and, like, I love you, and really sweet, and so I'm kind of, like, soaking that up. And then Oscar, who is, like, super, super affectionate child, sees what we're doing and immediately wants to get in on it. Yeah. And he just comes, like, charging towards us, and, of course, I have my glasses on, and he, like, slammed into my face so hard that I... I yelled, ow, and I pushed him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he flopped down on the bed and was fine, but he just stayed laying down. Like, he flopped down on the bed and just stayed there looking at me. Yeah. And I was, like, trying to, I'm so sorry. Like, are you okay? (laughs) Do someone want a hug? Do you want a hug? But it was, like, I had that. It was just, like, a body reaction. Like, ah, like, get away from me. Yeah. God. So I felt bad. Yeah, that yeah. ugh. Yeah. Gross. I know. Um I got home really late Monday morning. Because <laughs> like mm-hmm. one of those, like one AM. Oh, I finally yeah. walk into my house oh, yeah. uh Monday morning and Stefan's, you know, I gotta get up at five thirty, you know, six o'clock like normal because Stefan's gotta go to work and it's you know, normal. It's normal life. Okay. So I make my coffee, my much needed coffee. Sit on the couch to have my little. I'm having my coffee, Wait, my little quiet email time. No, one? no, in the morning, in the morning. Oh, okay. After so we, you go to bed. I you go went, to bed. You got home at one. You went to bed. You got up at five. You made your coffee. Made my it. coffee, and then I spilled it all over the couch. Oh, I had had like two sips, and because I'm, you know, I have a cappuccino. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's this whole fucking thing for me. It's not like I can now go make. Another one at that moment. Like, it was going to be right. like, coffee's going to have to happen again later in the day. But it just was like, it was so big. It was so deep and saturated. Oh, and then yeah, I was just it really like. really soaks up. Right? Really just yeah. soaks it up. It was like there and on the footstool and yeah. on the floor. And then I'm also just like, and now I had to spend my, like, 
allotted 20 oh, minute you must have been so morning tired. time sopping the shit up yeah it was a real bummer guys I'm so sorry it was it was a super awful it really i mean it just i might as well just picked it up dumped it sure it was that kind of thing yeah here's my giant fail i was trimming my baby's nails five months old and i cut her finger and she is totally freaking out and has been freaking out for the past 15 minutes. And my three-year-old son wants dinner. And now he's upset because I can't cook him dinner because I'm trying to calm down the five-month-old. And I started crying. And now the five-month-old is in the crib screaming her head off. Oliver, my three-year-old, is in his room crying. And I'm in the kitchen <laughs> crying, getting his dinner together. Total fail. It's the oh. three-way cry going on in the, the house. Cry. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I know. Sometimes the smallest. I mean, the good news is you're among millions who have totally oh, cut yeah. their kids' fingers oh, yeah. while cutting fingernails. I that and as the person who listens to the fails all uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's just such a like rite of passage. It's a universal. But that can set off a whole, like, cacophony yep. of failure crying. Yep. So, you know. Which you're not alone in that either. Yeah, not really. all over the world, there are parents <laughs> crying right along with their in kids. In their kitchen. But because this is failures, you totally are doing a horrible job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Suck. Sorry, you suck. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. Teresa, let's call a mom. Great. Okay. Today, we are calling Mindy Lockard, who is the president of the Mindy Lockard Gracious Living, where she teaches formal etiquette courses for people of all ages and provides valuable corporate training for schools, government agencies, and private companies. She's also a monthly guest and contributor for Fox 12's Good Morning Day, Oregon. Welcome to the show, Mindy. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get into all the good stuff, um, I would like to ask you the question, which is a pretty good stuff, too. I always like to know the answer to this question. Uh, who lives in your house? Who lives in my house? I have my husband, Ty, although he travels for work often, so he kind of <laughs> is in and out. Uh, my daughter, Elle, who is 12, and my daughter, Maggie, who is 9. Wow. Any, well, you know what? Any pets? We always like to find out about the... Uh, we do not have any pets. <laughs> you are a smart, wow. smart person. Good for you. <laughs> uh, so um, strong. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, not even a goldfish that... <laughs> no, we recently <laughs> lost our goldfish. Oh. So, yes. That took oh. us out of any sort of pet conversation, <laughs> much to the uh, sadness of my daughter, Maggie. Oh. She is really uh, campaigning for a dog right now. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Both sides of that discussion. Good luck. Um, all right. Well, let's let's get into a little bit about your work and hopefully Absolutely. get some, some insight for us. Uh, so, you, you know, I... You're an etiquette expert, and, I, and maybe I'm throwing the word expert around incorrectly, but I think that's like a fair 
It, this is your life's work. So this is yes, gracious <laughs> living I, and etiquette. When people hear the word etiquette, they tend to get a little uncomfortable around me. So <laughs> I like to throw out an, an old a term that Emily Post used, which was gracious living, and that is. You know, etiquette is definitely the rules of social conduct. I like to say that etiquette is about feeling confident. It's not about judging or uh, turning your nose up or down at people, you know. But gracious living is about the interpersonal interactions that we have with other people, showing up to spaces, feeling comfortable and confident so that we can actually invest in other people. We can listen to their names and remember them and remember their interests and the things that they love. And from there, you know, we find professional success, we find personal and social success. Wow. Well, that totally answered what does gracious living mean? Because I mean, I will because I, 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 to be fair, I think there is sort of a stress. I mean, we definitely are in a different time right yes. now as we evolve as a society with all the influences of technology and as well as being suddenly exposed to so many different people and parts of the world that 20, 30 years ago were 100% foreign to us. And now we are in a society where there's nothing really we cannot witness or have access to mm-hmm. uh, or be exposed to, which can be a really wonderful thing. But it has always felt like uh, sort of etiquette and manners and like how to interact with people uh, is something that is not in the forefront anymore. Yeah. It doesn't feel, it, it feels almost outdated and antiquated. And, and, and as you said, it, can trigger a stress in me. Uh, And when you're surrounded in a world by uh, so many sort of personal blogs and lifestyle, you know, sort of life choices that come at you via magazines and blogs and all this, where uh, hearing something like gracious living can also, which makes totally total sense as two words <laughs> can suddenly mm-hmm. make me mm-hmm. feel like I'm failing. I'm guilty. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I'm not trying hard enough. How do we, so how can we get around that and start seeing this as something that is not something right. to be stressed out about? Well, in, in reality and in all honesty, I think just open up your Facebook and you can see the need for <laughs> civility in our, in our world today. And, you know, I look at my 12-year-old especially who's just kind of getting her feet wet in the world of social media. And the reality of it is, is for her, the more she gets into it, the more the more unkindness she's going to experience. Right. So because of social media, because of our ability to hear and see and be exposed to a broad array of things, I think more than ever it's important for parents to really embrace this idea. And it's hard. It is not easy. I say it's a journey. It is not a destination. But the reality of it is, is that we have a responsibility to our children and our children's children to raise them with an idea and a notion for other people's feelings. Right. And for goodness and kindness and, um, you know, and not selfishness. And no, you don't always have to comment or say your piece on social media. Like there is, you know, there's something to teaching and developing that filter as a parent and, and helping our children also understand that we're very impulsive. And what manners and etiquette really are about is it's about self-control. And there's a fabulous book written by Dr. P.M. Fornight called Choosing Civility. And he's kind of the author of this idea of 
we have different versions of ourselves that we get to choose. And in today's age, I think a lot of times our kids are just, they're not told that, they're just told that they get to be whoever they want to be. And absolutely, but we all have kind of this <laughs> good side and a bad side, you know, kind of the angel and the devil on your shoulder. And choosing that angel and, you know, I mean, knowing when you choose which and what's appropriate. <laughs> well, no, I think that's, again, like, it's like establishing boundaries a little bit. It's like you can mm-hmm. go and be whatever you want as long as one of those things isn't a, a jerk. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And, you know, I think that oftentimes, well, and let's go back to your question about feeling like a total failure. And this is where I think that we've gone wrong in the in the world of etiquette is because there was a day and age where there was no choice in it. This is just how you behaved. And I often talk about when we talk and work with our kids, I find that in parenting, when I teach something and I try to model it, rather than telling something, it's two different things. And for a long time, I think that we told etiquette, you do this, you do Mm -hmm. this, you don't do this, you do. And there wasn't that teaching of mindfulness and kindness and compassion. It was about socioeconomic and about putting on airs. And Mm -hmm. that is not what manners and etiquette is about at all. It's about uh, being true to yourself and being kind to other people. So you know, we we do practice an element of dining manners so other people don't lose their appetite. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's like some basic things like that. You know, you walk into a room and you make eye contact so that people know that you value them and that you're paying attention to them. And you keep your phone out of conversations because... That's putting us another human being on hold for the sake of finding out how many Instagram likes you have, you know? So it's right. just, it's, uh, it's a notion of, uh, self-restraint and self-control that I think is so important for all aspects of our kids and how successful we want to send them out into the world. Well, let's talk about, uh, teaching our kids this. I know that there is something I have come across, and I think Teresa's come across, when we've got, we have young kids. Uh, my daughter is just about to be six, and I have a, an almost two-year-old. Teresa has an almost four-year-old and, and almost two-year-old. Almost yep. And, you know, repetition is clearly, I think, a big part of it. You know, yeah. you, 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 we always say hello. We always shake hands. We mm-hmm. always do this. You say please. You say thank you. All that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But at the same time, how do we find the balance between teaching our kids uh, how to be polite and be respectful while at the same time respecting their boundaries? For example, yeah. a big expectation of kids is t- hugging or touch that a lot of kids want no part of. Yeah. Well, you know, I think like anything, we have to make we have to make some experiences fun for our children. And if we make manners and etiquette constant punishment for them, (laughs) they're not going to want to do it. You know, I can't tell you how many people tell their kids, if you're not good, I'm going to send you to Mrs. Lockard's house. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> why, why would you say that? I like to think that my house is a fun place. So why is it suddenly like some sort of boot camp for misbehaved kids? I don't want them at my house if they're misbehaved. So, you know, I think that you can kind of turn it around. One thing that I have found to be successful with my own kids is that, you know, I didn't, I didn't birth 
uh, perfect children, and I didn't birth robots. So I have <laughs> two children who have very strong opinions and who have totally different personalities. So I have one child who's much more outgoing, who's an extrovert, and I have one child who's an introvert, you know. And so learning how to be respectful and mindful of who they were created to be while giving them some general social skills so that they feel confident and so that people um, – so that people want to engage with them, you know. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I found is giving sort of personal challenges, knowing where your kids struggle and where their strengths are and preparing them for social situations. I think a lot of times we forget as parents and then we get in ex- situations and we have these expectations for our kids and we've never even taught them. Right. You know, so we say, well, look, at, make, look, make eye contact. Well, we don't ever make eye contact with our kids at home. Why would they make <laughs> eye contact with somebody else? So, you know, being really proactive, which as a parent, you're like, oh, my gosh, I have one more thing to do. But it's pretty simple. <laughs> right. You know, before you go into a situation, talk with your children about, okay, this is who's going to be here. So at the end of the night, when we get back in the car, I want you to have introduced yourself to three new people. And Mm. if you do that, then there's an incentive on the line. Like we do it with chores. We do it with everything else, you know, but why not make things fun for our kids so that they have the ability to feel confident and good about themselves. We do it with sports all the time. Okay. I have a question. We, okay. We got a, we have an extrovert. Big, yes. su- big surprise. Uh, uh-huh. My daughter uh-huh. is a massive extrovert. And we raised her, you know, as soon as she was talking, you know, you introduce yourself and you say, hi, do you see a little girl over there? Hi, my name's Katie Bell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. she was, but I feel like even now at six, she walks up, she is usually confronted when she introduces herself to people. And this even happens with parents, like at playgrounds. They turn and look at her dumbstruck you know they they don't respond at all or they run off like Mm -hmm. (laughs) crazy people Mm -hmm. um how do i how do i help navigate that i mean like you know i i usually my response is you know that's okay next time they'll you know maybe they'll respond or whatever you're doing a good job and i try and keep it on her but like that's what so true because you're like sending her off to do to this. do these and, things. Like, she's getting kind of rejected yeah. a little bit sometimes. <laughs> it's not a good feeling as a parent. Yeah, why yeah. won't you be my friend? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's tricky, and I think unfortunately, our kids who you know there is different camps of parenting, and there are children who simply aren't taught. We right. really have to teach our kids social skills, like we have to teach them reading, like we have to teach them math. You yeah. know, they are skills, and some kids come out reading faster than others, and some don't. But the one thing that I always tell my kids is, so how did that make you feel? You know, uncomfortable or awkward, and I'm sorry about that. You did a great job, and I, you know, you just have to keep doing that because, you felt uncomfortable and awkward when they looked at you funny and ran away. If you stop introducing yourself, you could, that could be an experience that you give somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. So as long as you are nice and friendly and if people don't want to talk, I mean, this is a, this is a life lesson. I mean, yeah. how many times as women do you walk into a room and you get looked up and down and someone turns around and walks away? Yeah. You know? I mean, it, this kind of thing doesn't go away. There's always going to be people who are less socially savvy. And so, 
you know, celebrating our kids when they do something right, encouraging them, letting them know that, you know, we're so proud of them and how they did. And we know that it was uncomfortable, validating that feeling, and then just encouraging them along the way. This is, you know, these are life lessons. People are, people are going to be rude. Right, right. Uh, and we just teach our kids to punch them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you kick them. That's right. No. You kick them no. and yell, no. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about uh, some adult uh, responsibility for a little bit and some, some etiquette issues that we face as adults. Uh, today we were talking on the show about all the places that we can and can't take our kids. And we joked about pretty much it was every place you couldn't take your kids and then you could take your kids home. Like those were the those were the two places that uh, that you could do. What is what are some some general rules for us as parents in taking our kids out into the world to places like restaurants or movies or other social situations that people may not want kids in? Well, I find that people. It's not that people don't want kids in a situation, it's that they have had a bad experience with other kids' behavior. Right. And and which is understandable because like we've talked about, you know, we are and it's on our shoulders as moms, we are not raising the most mindful generation. You know, that's <laughs> this it's just not happening. Right. You know, so I think that it's understandable for people who own an establishment or, you know, or are a a restaurant goer. But I do think that if we are choosing to put our children in adult situations for our kids and for the people who are there, we really need to equip them with skills to be able to do that. I think personally, unless an invitation says, you know, this is, well, you're actually not supposed to put it on an invitation, but if you know that there is an event that is, you know, just adults only, then you obviously do not bring your children. However, you know, this is a trend. Long ago, children went to the opera. Mm-hmm. They were expected to sit through uh, multi-course dinners. They were expected to visit their elders. You know, they were constantly exposed to situations that required them to have self-control. And that's gone away a bit, I think, with the 60s and 70s. Um, and so now that we're trying to bring our kids back into places, they're not ready to be there, and people have had bad experiences with misbehaved children. That said, I have found that when I do bring my kids into an adult situation and they do know what to do and how to behave, they're always welcome. They're always complimented on their behavior. They walk away, you know, walking six feet tall because they feel so good about themselves in in that situation. So I think children should be allowed anywhere that they are previously prepared for. Mm. So if if you haven't prepared your children do not take them to the symphony the first go round. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not fair to anybody, yeah. you know, and it's especially not fair to our children and they'll never want to go back. So there are lots of ways that you can, you know, so our ultimate goal at the end of the summer is to go to the symphony. And so this is what we're going to do. You were going to talk about symphony etiquette and what that looks like. (laughs) We're going to go to other musical experiences in the park and places where we can practice. We're going to listen to the music, you know, so we can start to expose them to situations that then we can introduce them to and they enjoy it and we enjoy it. We, as parents, we know that when our kids start to misbehave, the walls start to close in, our throat (laughs) starts to tighten up, we become angry with them, we become angry at ourselves. (laughs) 
you know, so, so basic, it's not fun for anybody. Basically, we have to add this again to the long list of, oh, we have to do so much work. Why is this so much work? <laughs> I thought you would like her answer because I do. it involves I love, preparation. I, well, I, you like know I like thing. to prep. I am a prepper. Like, as long as it just requires preparation, yeah. I can do that. Can I go check out library books to read to my child about yeah. the event they were going to do? Yeah. I love me some prep. But it is, <laughs> but it is, it, we, it was not like we haven't said this on the show a million times. It's just like a new category yeah. to add to to the list of, yeah. you know, if you don't want your kid to, you know, throw things at other kids, saying it once isn't going to do it. You have to say it over and over yeah. and over again. If you and you know, for the change to take place, yeah. and it's staying on top of your kid for the like, you know, again, I go back to the story of watching this kid hit another kid, and the mom go up and say, "You need to apologize," and her kid walking away, and she spent fifteen minutes following her kid around until she finally got him to say it. And she kept her calm the whole time. Yeah. And it was work. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, as opposed to just throwing her hands up after five minutes and being like, eh, fuck it. Right? Like, it right. was work. And I, so I do appreciate the value of the prepping, but it's also the work. And yes. it, it's, you know, we, I think we joke that it would be great if we could just, our kids come out done. Yeah. And, and, and they're not done. But I, I want to quickly um, talk a little bit about, you uh, wrote a children's book. Ellen and Maggie Make New Friends, yeah. uh, where you teach kids about the six savvy S's. And I yes. was wondering if you could just, like, touch on what Absolutely. those are a little bit. So I actually wrote this book after I, I was flown out to work with a school, a junior high in Ardsley, New York, which is the school where Mark Zuckerberg went to school. It's a very, you know, very intellectual um, school. And what I found was, although these children were all very smart and had lots of international experience, uh, 90% didn't know how to shake a hand. Right, right. And so uh, what I did was I came up with the six savvy S's. And these are, it's so, this, these six S's I use with kindergartners and I use them with my college students. So they're <laughs> very, it crosses a wide range, but it's, it's, six S's to remember, and that is stand, which is your posture. So traditionally, we're supposed to stand when we greet somebody. We're supposed to stand for introductions. It just helps us to feel more confident, but also, too, to help our encourage our children with their posture because, and this is, you know, like you said, yes, there's a long list of things, but if we kind of go over the six savvy S's throughout the day and just think, okay, you know, how our children carry themselves with their posture communicates a lot about how they feel about situations. And we are raising a generation of ki kids with terrible posture. Mm. And they don't mean to communicate that they're bored. They don't mean to communicate that they're uninterested. Their shoulders just are. So, you know, con kind of be reminding your kids of the six SAVIESs. So stand, that's your posture. You know, come, you want to sit in a standing posture as well. So we have the first S is stand. The second S is to see. And that is to look at people when they are talking to you. And, you know, our home is practice ground for the type of social skills our kids have. It just is. Right. So we need to make sure that we are looking at our children and asking them to look at us when they talk to us, whether they're telling us about their day or whether we are giving them strong suggestions for different behavior. <laughs> so, Do you, you mean know, you look at me when I'm talking right, to you? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so making sure and, and the, you know, like you said, there's a, our kids are developing it, it constantly. And so my my daughter, Maggie, who's now nine, she was amazing at making eye contact until she turned nine. Oh. And then she became very 
um, self-conscious about right. things, you know. So our kids throughout their development are going to ebb and flow in their skills. It doesn't mean we're failures as parents. It just <laughs> means that they're going through a season, and we have to be mindful and then continue to remind them. But making sure that our children understand the value of looking at another person, which simply says, I'm paying attention to you. Uh, and it's a, it's a it's a great lesson in confidence. So stand, see. The third one is to smile. <laughs> Look happy to see other people, you know, <laughs> whether you are or whether you are not. You know, this is right. another lesson in right. that denying yourself, you're having a bad day, you're tired, you don't want to smile at your teacher, but you need to smile at your teacher, you know, or especially with girls. Girls can walk into a room and look upset and girls don't think, oh, I bet she's having a bad day. They think, oh, she doesn't like me, mm-hmm. you know, so kind of that just look happy, practice a spirit of happiness. Uh, so Stancy Smile Say, learning how to say their name for introductions. It sounds, it's very, especially in our world raising kids, it seems very formal and people get really uncomfortable when your kids introduce themselves, especially adults. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They don't know how to engage. As our, I just say, you know what, you did it right, just move on, you know. Right, right. Um, but saying your name is powerful. It's powerful for making friends. But not only that, you can't get a job That's if they right. don't know your name. That's right. That's right. So teaching our kids to say their name first and last slowly so that somebody else can understand it. It's just a good habit. So stand, see, smile, say, shake. Teaching our kids how to shake a hand. It's a universal greeting in the United States. If they travel abroad, you can do other research on what's customary for that. But within the United States, we shake hands. And that is, you know, it's when kids shake hands, adults also get kind of weird and uncomfortable. And they're like, oh, they're so formal. But this isn't about adults. This is about raising our kids right. to be successful human beings. And so we got to get over the weirdness of adults and just say, <laughs> you know what, extend your hand to an adult. Hopefully they will shake your hand back. And But if they don't know how to shake hands and it's not a habit, when they get in high school, you know, suddenly there's this transition where people expect it, and if it's not habit for them, it's really hard. I find with my college and high school kids that I work with, it's a hard habit to get into. And then spark, sparking conversations, teaching our children. And this is one of those things with being able to take your kids out to adult situations. If your children can make conversation, they're golden. There, it's being able to listen. It's being able to ask questions. It's raising children who are inquisitive and interested in other people, period. And that is a skill for life with adults. People want to feel like you're interested in them and you care about what they have to say and learning how to ask questions of people so that you learn more about them and you grow not only as a person socially, but intellectually. We can learn so much for other right. people. Teaching our kids to ask adults questions and and how to engage and be interested, It will they will learn so much, but they will not only that, they will be confident. It's Right. You know, again, it boils down to it's not so much about all the formality as much as it is raising kind, generous, thoughtful, competent kids who will become that as an adult, which we always need tons of. (laughs) 
Well, and I think it, you know, as parents, it's having grace with yourself too. This isn't a one and done. It's, right. It's a journey. And, you know, I'll be honest, we have some thank you notes sitting on a desk that should have been sent out a month ago. <laughs> right. You know, and I can kind of beat myself over it, especially because this is what I do. But the reality of it is, is we're all doing our best. Right. And so if we're not as hard on ourselves about parenting, we won't be as hard on other people. And we can all come together with the one goal in mind. And like you said, that's just to be kind. Right. Plain and simple. Well, Mindy, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to link everybody up to your website, MindyLocker.com, where they can find out more about all the work that you do as well as the book. And we'll link people up to your Twitter account because that's always a good time to follow yeah. you on Twitter. Um, thank you. And just thank you so much. This was really insightful and helpful and not at all unnerving. <laughs> oh, God. I like hearing that. We'll call any time. All right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. You make me sing la la la. You make a girl go. I'm in love. Oh, that was great. That right? was super helpful. It really was. Like, even just for me. Yeah, I mean <laughs> in general. Like, yeah. Well you do I think it's really easy once you have well, okay. Once you hit a certain age, it is easy to be like, I am done with all of that. Mm. I am who I am. You cannot tell me to go. Mm. Right? Interesting. Uh, we yeah. just sometimes we just stop working. Yeah. And then when you have kids, again, you can turn your focus so much onto your kids mm-hmm. and how you want them to be mm-hmm. that you can sometimes forget. Again, she was talking about posture, and Teresa and I both were like, We both straighten oh, yeah. up. And again, who doesn't want to be treated nicely? I know. And how nice to be able to teach your kids and remind yourself how to do that. For me, like, I've always, like, I always was somebody who, I'm a very social person, but I've always never, like, really known what to do in, like, social situations or, like, meeting new people. Never felt comfortable. And, like, things like this and, like, also what we talk about on the show a lot, I think, really help, like, focus me. Like, rather than just going, oh, I'm just not good at that. It's like, you know you can just be nice to people and focus on that. And that like totally gets you like more than halfway there. That's right. You know what I mean? Like the goal is kindness. Yeah. If the goal, if you start from a place of kindness and respect, everything else will shake out. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of starting from a place of kindness (laughs) or not, or maybe uh, let us listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, one bed mother. Uh, I'm sending you a message all the way from Wellington, New Zealand, where I listen to the show every week and I love it. Um, I did listen last week to your show about sleep regression, and I must confess that even whilst I was listening to it and enjoying it, a small smug voice inside my head was saying, at least I don't have to worry about that anymore, because most of the time my almost two-year-old sleeps through the night. And if she doesn't sleep through the night, she just wakes briefly and it's easy to put her back to sleep. So... Even though you said in the show, you never know uh, when it's around the corner I, and, you, and you can't fix it and nobody knows that they have fixed it, I did think to myself that I'd fixed it until last night when for some reason my daughter woke every two hours around the clock and, wo- and stayed awake for 45 minutes each time uh, while I tried to put her back to bed. So I was feeling pretty tired by seven o'clock this morning. 
when she was finally asleep. Uh, But I was woken by a strange, scratchy kind of tapping feeling on the side of my head, which I first thought was my partner trying to get my attention, (laughs) but quickly realized was in fact a mouse running across the side of my face in my bed. The morning after, I'd been awake every two hours with my toddler all night, and I thought, fuck that, (laughs) and that I'd send it to you as a rent, uh, and hope that my day gets better, um, and that yours is much better than that. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah. I love this. Okay. It made me immediately go right back to that sleep regression episode. It is like, it was a jinx. It It was was like the Brady Bunch idol, Hawaiian idol. I knew while we were recording it. There was no way around it. I was like, I know where this is going. Like a a crazy disease. Yeah. It screwed everybody up. So apologies for that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We'll never talk. Just don't utter the word. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 just like a new rule. Yeah. Right? So don't ever say those two words. Yeah. We should we should come up with a secret code name for, yeah. for, for that. Like for the those. Scottish play. Yeah, yeah, like the Scottish <laughs> play. Well, you are doing an amazing job. Yeah. You sorry really are. That. Yeah, sorry about the mouse. That's <laughs> poor timing from random rodents. Yeah. Uh, but you are doing great. Yes. So good job. I think everybody's doing great. I think so too. In general. You know yeah. who's probably doing really great? Our kids. Yeah. And we just it what is, they are accomplishing every day yeah. is amazing. When you uh, consider that like a few years ago they were like a pea. A blob. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, like, it is truly amazing. They're amazing. We've got to remember our expectations. We gotta make it not about us when we wanna take them out or sure. do something. I mean some it's a little it's bit about, about us. us. Okay, it is yeah. about us. Uh, but it's also about them. It's also about them. Yeah. yeah. Setting the expectation. And yeah. setting the expectations for yourself of what it is you want to achieve yeah. when you go out yeah, the door. Yeah, picking something achievable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and not turning it into, fuck you, I'm going out at yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, it, let's definitely. get real, everybody. Oh, yeah. Balance. Yeah. So, everybody, you're doing a really great job. Yeah, good job, you guys. And don't forget to tell your kids they're doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah, I tell Katie Bell, I'm like, doing a good job, Katie Bell. You did a really great job when we went to Target yesterday. You did a yeah. really good job today. Like, yeah. don't forget to tell your kids. They need to hear it just as much. Um, as always, you can join us at Twitter, at One Bad Mothers with an S at the end, or you can uh, join Follow Teresa at, at Teresa Thorne or me at, at Viz Ellis. Uh, you can always join us on Facebook. Facebook. If you haven't already reviewed the show on iTunes, that really helps us a lot to get the show in front of more people who've never heard of the show, never heard the show. (laughs) Who need to get in on some of this magic. Yeah. Yeah, let's spread the magic, guys. If you haven't reviewed the show, just take a moment, go to iTunes, go to the podcast directory, review the show. (laughs) That would be awesome. Everybody hang in there. Teresa? Yeah. You are doing a great job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. Everybody, you're doing great. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. 
One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.